Welcome to the RV Navigator Podcast, your RV lifestyle digital home. Visit the RV Navigator homepage at rvnavigator.com. And now, here are your hosts, Ken and Martha, podcasting from their mobile RV studio that might be parked in a campground near you. This is episode four of the RV Podcast. This is Ken, your RV Navigator. And this is Martha, the real RV navigator, talking to you live from South Africa. Uh, we're glad that you've tuned in again to our adventures at rvnavigator.com, and we're t- here to tell you about a very special trip, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that we're doing here. We have decided to take our RV adventures on the road, and by on the road we mean a long way from home. We've traveled from Chicago to South Africa, where we're going to be going on an RV caravan without our home RV. We're going to be going on an RV caravan to South Africa, six national parks, and other exciting adventures for about 35 days. Uh, We've been told we'll be driving about 2,500 miles, although they measure everything in kilometers here, as the rest of the world does. And uh, driving here was a a challenge, um, almost to the point that gave my congenial, calm husband nightmares, because we're driving on the left, and all the vehicles that you rent here are stick shift. And while we learned how to drive stick shift vehicles in our youth, we haven't done so in a long time. And it's a lot to think about. Keeping your vehicle on the left, RV is a little bit bigger than a car, of course. Uh, Shifting with that left hand as you're making that very wide left-hand turn not to go into the other... Oh, the right-hand turn, not to go into the other lane. See, Whoops. I'm, I'm confused already. That's why I'm not doing the driving. But luckily, uh, the roads here are very well marked, and uh, we feel confident with an atlas in our hand and some good driving instructions from our touring company that we can set off and be on our own all day. And they, when they say leave the driving to us, it's us doing the driving. Uh, let's step back just a little bit and talk about how we came to be in South Africa. And uh, as our viewers, I'm sure you're interested in doing a caravan. Uh, you may have thought about this, and, and we've talked about it uh, briefly in a couple of our other episodes, but uh, this was a, a, a very different sort of adventure because we are so far from home. We left Atlanta and traveled 18 hours on the airplane. Uh, that's a nonstop flight to Joburg. And then we um, spent a few hours in a guest house in Joburg waiting for our next flight to Cape Town, which is where our tour began. And even though the thought of uh, flying for 18 hours was daunting, I would have to say at this point it was no worse than flying to Europe, which is, what, a six-hour flight? Yeah. Yeah, so um, it took us a few days to get over the jet lag, as it does when you go to Europe, but it wasn't all that bad. And we were quite nervous about making this uh, big adventure because uh, not only is it fairly expensive, and we will put in the show notes the links to companies in the United States that do RV caravans, but uh, also it's a um, big change in terms of uh, where you're living and your driving habits and, and all of those things in it, our advanced age, should we be 
taking on these adventures. Um, our trip, as we found out, consists of uh, 23, 22 vehicles that are rented in South Africa by the RV Caravan Company. Each couple then gets uh, their own rig, just as you would have at home, and we caravan down the road, um, or we're anticipating, um, we're at the very beginning of the trip, so we don't know exactly. We, we will be caravanning down the road um, and driving on the left-hand side, which is, of course is the standard for South Africa. Uh, we are not uh, in our usual studio, so we can't uh, control all of the environmental factors on this RV podcast, so please uh, understand that we are in less than perfect conditions and the RV podcast is uh, on the road, and uh, on the road in a very long-distance sort of way. And that occasionally we're going to have interruptions or you'll hear strange sounds in the background or the quality of the RV podcast may not be exactly what you were expecting. But the RV navigators are giving it their best shot here uh, with limited eggs. So uh, we were talking about the uh, capabilities of our newfound friend, our RV. And uh, we have uh, just today picked up this... uh, 21-foot South African-made Mercedes-based chassis RV, and it is uh, what we would call at home a Class C, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Smallish Mm -hmm. Class C. Um, It has just four tires, so the overall weight is quite, understand that it's a five-cylinder diesel, for those of you who are interested in a few technicalities. We We are charged with buying the gas, or actually diesel, for the 2,500 miles, and we are uh, expected to pay for our own food, of course, and whatever we consume. So, well, we're expected to pay for the food that we cook. Our tour includes a great many um, dinners, which is nice. It gives you a chance to meet the other RV travelers in the group because during the day we are somewhat isolated from each other because we're all doing our own thing driving down the road. As after we picked up our RVs, our first stop was to drive two blocks, which was probably all that some of us could manage across the street, to a wonderful supermarket, certainly the equivalent of anything that you would see in the U.S. Now we were in a suburb of Cape Town, and I don't necessarily expect all the supermarkets in our future to be as lavish and large, just as is the case in the United States. But and of course, I haven't driven a stick shift in uh, many years, and so my first effort to uh, make <laughs> this vehicle go ended with a stalled engine. But uh, it is a diesel, and so it has lots of torque, and so it's quite forgiving, uh, five-speed with overdrive. And coming out of the rental facility where they had all the RVs lined up, try to put a picture of that on the uh, in the podcast site uh, on the RV Navigator. But um, if you don't see it, uh, there were 24 vehicles lined up, and Everybody got in theirs and drove out for the first time, and it was quite an adventure to watch that. But then, as she says, we went on a four-lane highway and turned uh, into the grocery store, where we spent quite a lot. Well, so much was interesting. Uh, we could we could basically put together the components of a meal um, that we would have at home. So there was breakfast and uh, milk and cereal, and there was lunch, meat and cheese, and wonderful bread they have here for sandwiches, for lunch, and yogurt and fruit. 
Um, and I made sort of a modified spaghetti for dinner, bought the sauce. But then there were all these other very interesting things like ostrich steaks and things with names that I didn't recognize and fruits and vegetables I don't recognize. And that, of course, is the adventure of travel. Let's say, first of all, that we spent uh, three nights in Cape Town visiting Cape Town. And uh, we found it to be a very modern and nice city. Uh, we think of Africa, uh, and many times in our minds, I think it's kind of a monolith. It's this big continent. With off jungles and monkeys swinging <laughs> through the trees. But at the very southern tip of Africa is the country of South Africa, of course, and we stayed in one of the most touristy parts of it, and it's it's a very beautiful city, um, dominated by a mountain called Tabletop, and it Table has mountain. Table Mountain, and it has its tablecloth that comes over it regularly, which is a fog inversion that rolls down from the interior of Africa to the coast, because Cape Town itself sits right on the water. Reminded me a bit of Southern California. Uh, but the fog made me think of San Francisco. We uh, spent a few days there. We did a tour of Robben Island, which is where Nelson Mandela was incarcerated. Um, that's a, a moving experience because the tours are done by former inmates of that prison, and most of the, of the inmates were political prisoners. And since 1990, um, when the apartheid was uh, made illegal and South Africa turned into a democ democracy, we... Uh, are amazed at, at how integrated and how the country is working overall. One thing I would add, um, we had a, a guide who gave us kind of a city tour who, who I would describe as Asian looking but not Chinese looking. And um, it was very clear to me, this man was probably in his 40s, how all those years of apartheid had influenced his thinking because he talked so much about classifications of people. And uh, I, I was happy to see that I know no longer, if I ever, thought that way. Um, we are certainly ahead of that game in, in terms of our thinking in the United States. But um, from his point of view as a colored person, because he isn't as white and he isn't black, black. Um, is that he, his his group was really getting the short end of the stick these days because uh, the whites had been in charge for many years and to some degree still are because they have the know-how and the training to do uh, various jobs and the 70% black majority has taken over rightly so but the colors are a mixture of so many different peoples from India and Asia and Malaysia and many of them are Muslim but some of them are not uh, that he saw them as kind of a mixed up group that didn't have any solidarity and as a result was holding the bottom of the stick when it came to political power these days and he talked about this a long time and um, I don't think that way anymore. The racial situation is entirely different here than it is in the United States, uh, although as a visitor, things seem to be quite calm from our perspective. So I have no fear of, of coming here. Um, we haven't been out into the countryside, so we don't know if this will maintain uh, the atmosphere, but it, it is th that way here in Cape Town and in the nearby surrounding area. It's been nice to see a few times as we've driven down the road, um, black folks have waved at us as we've gone by, and it's nice. It gives yeah. you a good feeling. Yeah. And hopefully that will continue as we travel into the future here. Uh, we should maybe mention that uh, the time of the year that you come here, they, these caravan companies only do this particular trip once a year. Um, our particular trip is uh, 32 days, and although we've put a couple extra days on the end. And we are here, hopefully, at the very best time of the, of the year in terms of uh, the weather. And as you can imagine, um, this is uh, March, actually the very end of March, but 
that is the beginning of fall here, and because everything is, is reversed, we've been kind of shocked because one thing I never thought about was the fact that the sun is in the north, <laughs> and that kind of screws up your navigation because we have no compass, and you know, you kind of think about, well, if I see the sun at noon, it's in the south, but here, if you see the noon, the sun at noon, it's in the north, <laughs> which is a little bit disconcerting. One thing we were starting to talk to you about before we got interrupted um, a few minutes ago, um, we were talking about our RV, and one thing that has been quite amazing to us, um, all of you who camp at home know that you have a gray water holding tank and a black water holding tank, but here, um, when you brush your teeth or when you wash the dishes, the water goes right on the ground. Um, certainly would not be acceptable in the U.S., um, but the black water goes into a tiny little portable holding tank. Um, Called a canister. So one of the things that we wish we had bought at the grocery store was some rubber gloves because you have to pull this tank out of your RV and walk it over to the toilet building where you dump it. Well, or you just dump it into a toilet. Um, we were told that at this particular campground that this is a very luxurious facility in that uh, they had a special place to put your canister holdings. <laughs> So this canister has, uh, yes, a little bit of flushing to it, and so it has a little bit of fresh water in it, and it has uh, a canister which holds the um, <coughs> the contents of the toilet when you do flush, and um, then you pull this canister out, and if it's not too heavy, you carry it to a toilet or to a dumping thing, and whoosh, it goes down. And it actually, uh, having done it now once, it actually has uh, been fairly sanitary. Hygienic. Hygienic. <laughs> and uh, not, uh, well, not, not any worse than using the big snake that we usually use at home, or the slinky. Another difference I found is that we have a china cabinet where, um, which contains china. And um, many of the pieces are built into um, little slots that were designed especially to hold that piece of china. We even have a china teapot with a Of course you have tea. That, um, and, and while I'm sure the people here feel that this is elegant and proper, um, it's driving me crazy because even though the pieces are in their little slots, they kind of vibrate and clank as we go down the road. And uh, I think good old plastic would be a much better idea. And, of course, we've never rented in the United States. Uh, an RV, so maybe this is a little bit different than, than the ones in the United States, but uh, it, it is obviously customized for South Africa, but uh, ours have uh, our small class C's, as I was mentioning, and it has a, a small 12-volt refrigerator, um, even though it has a converter which will take the voltage down to 12 uh, when you plug in, and of course everything runs on 220 so that uh, your American appliances won't work. It has a microwave, uh, a two-burner stove, which is propane, and they have the smallest propane tanks I've ever seen. Oh, we've got a toaster, too. We have a toaster. We have a coffee... Maker mm. with a water-boiling other appliance, because... This is European coffee with the plunger, which is an interesting way to make coffee. Uh, the small refrigerator and uh, a fair amount of storage. Actually, the storage on the outside as well as storage on the inside. These vehicles uh, say that they will sleep five. When you look at the rental sites, and if you do a little searching on the web, um, the company that we're renting from is called Maui Motorhomes. And if you do a search on that, you'll come to their website, and you'll see that they have quite a few vehicles, many of them, by the way, four-wheel drive, uh, backwoods type of 
vehicles because uh, in Africa here that's quite common that you might be camping uh, completely alone. But then you'll see the, the highest uh, or the biggest of them, and ours is uh, 19 feet. You'll see the uh, the floor plan for our particular vehicle. Two over the two beds over the cab, which is very small. One behind the driver and the passenger, and then a fairly large uh, dinette, usual sort of thing that we see. The dinette double bed that makes into the double bed in the back, and a small bathroom with the shower that turns into, or the bathroom that turns into a shower. And I guess that's about it. We do have um, air conditioning, which is a bit of a surprise, both vehicle air conditioning as well as uh, the 220 air conditioning with a small air conditioning unit. So we are at the luxury end of the RV market here in South Africa, at least in terms of rental. But we don't have any kind of a furnace, which so far hasn't been necessary, although the weather has been quite volatile. When we got up yesterday, it was about 50 degrees, and when we came to our campground in the afternoon, it was 97. So when they say dress in layers, they mean it. I wouldn't call it volatile, but the the, the sun, the, the temperature, temperature, the temperature has has had wide swings, which means that it's dry. But it has been just beautiful, sunny, and uh, every day that we've been here, so that is definitely a plus. And I would also add, when Ken said that these RVs sleep five, that I would never ever put five adults in here. Um, the two of us are quite comfortable in our five-person RV, and maybe a family with three small children under five would fit comfortably in here but if you're thinking about coming with another couple uh, I would rent two RVs and not try to stay together in one. Actually, I would probably come with an RV caravan company. It's all Americans. Um, you know, we all come from the similar backgrounds because we are uh, RVers at heart. And so, although not everybody has uh, an RV, we've been surprised that several of the couples have just come on this because it does provide a fairly comprehensive tour of South Africa. And, of course, we're going to be seeing, and we'll, we'll keep you posted as we go along here, uh, we will be seeing lots of animals and lots Lots of uh, interesting countryside as we travel, so we're anxious to share those experiences with you and um, keep you posted and, and you know let you have an idea of what it's like to caravan in South Africa or probably any other foreign country. Uh, we're also hoping to have some great interviews with people who have done either other caravans or other interesting experiences that we think that the RV Navigator would like to share with you. So we're we're doing our best to to bring this experience to alive so that you can uh, live it vicariously. As she said, the RVs that we've rented uh, are fairly small, and it's something that you live out of and not exactly in, would be my experience. Uh, we have yet to, and I don't think we will be showering in it, we use the toilet only when it's necessary, and we're currently sitting out. Oh, they do include uh, two nice lawn chairs and a table for sitting outside. Um, and the weather's been nice, so that's uh, very convenient. And it has a, a decent lighting system. It's all 12-volt uh, fluorescent, so that it is possible to to read and, and move around at night, but uh, stop and do a picnic we can't. So with that, I think we will kind of wrap up this episode because we are just starting this adventure, and I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about, uh, both in terms of the scenery and the technical issues that deal with uh, being in an RV caravan in a foreign country. So we will uh, turn it off for now, and you just send us an email at navigator at rvnavigator.com. And for now, this is Ken, your RV Navigator, signing off. And Martha, the co-pilot, wishing you happy travels down the road.